Joined by Eddie Hearn, a brilliant night. Let's talk about Katie Taylor, a game plan to be devastating. That was emphatic, wasn't it? Brilliant. I mean, probably the best I've seen her box for a long time in terms of you know, the freshness of her feet, her movement, her shot selection. I love it when she stands on the inside, works the body. She was so aggressive tonight. And Gutierrez, listen, credit to her. You know, she was limited in, in a boxing sense, standing there trying to outfence Katie Taylor. But when she got in there to trade and when she was under fire, she was dangerous. She could punch really hard. And, and you know, what a chin as well. But um, that's when you start talking about the two and three minute rounds, because over three minute rounds, I think she would have got her out of there. But she was very tough. And I thought Katie Taylor was absolutely superb tonight. And some great opportunities moving forward for Katie. Some huge fights to be made for her as well. Of course. I mean, look, we talk about the Cyborg fight because of the crossover. You know, you've got Serrano if she ever wanted that fight. Um, you've got Chantel Cameron. He's a big fight in the future as well, and hopefully not too far away. I think Chantel's going to unify next, and hopefully she can become undisputed. You've got the winner of Brackhouse McCaskill. You've got Natasha Jonas. You've got Terry Harper could even move up once she's undisputed. Like, there isn't anyone that Katie Taylor wouldn't fight, but she does want the fights that excite her. you know. And um, she's just amazing to watch. She really is. She's the greatest to ever do it, to ever do it. you know. And it really is only just beginning. Let's talk about the card, the three female fights, of course, heading it up. A huge moment for women's boxing and a proud moment for yourself, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, I mean, I thought Terry Harper was fantastic. You know, um, she's, she's really good, you know, and it, it frustrates me sometimes because it's almost like she doesn't believe it or know how good she is or how good she can be. You know, I've said to her a couple of times this week, you know, you, you're a superstar. You've got to go and show it. You're, what, you're a pound-for-pound pound top fighter in women's boxing. Oh, am I? Am I? Oh, you know, but that's her character. That's what makes her so endearing. That's what's so great about her story. I love working with her. I love working with Steffi. And I thought that was a brilliant performance. She punches really hard. Brilliant from Rachel Ball as well. And fair play to Guiana. You know, she took the fight on 10 days notice. She's a world champion herself. I thought she deserved a lot more rounds than were given to her by the judges, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, it was just a big night capped off by, you know, like I said, the greatest to ever do it. Terry's message was, Michaela Meyer, I'm yeah. coming for you. Yeah. You like that fight, don't you? I love it. And, you know, Michaela Meyer's gone out. She's won a world title, so she's well within her rights now to start, you know, shouting off Terry and vice versa. We must find an undisputed champion at 130 pounds. So we have all the champions outside of Meyer. So we have Choi, we have Hamaduchi, we have Harper, and they've all got to fight each other. So whoever top rank want to fight next out of our girls, let's talk. Let's get the offers in. And it's two semifinals. You know, it's Meyer... And against Harper or Hamadushi against Choi or Choi against Harper or Hamadushi against Maya, I don't care. But them, them four together, and then we find out who's the best in the division. That's the refreshing thing about women's boxing is we get the opportunity to find out who the best is very quickly. We need an undisputed champion in every division. We knew Jack Cullen against the Doc was going to be all action for yeah. as long as it lasted. Do you feel the right man won on the night? Yes, I did. I did. I thought it was a brilliant fight. Um, I thought John Doc, you know, just lacked a little bit of experience. He looked tired as the fight went on. I think he ran out of ideas a little bit. Cullen came back from nowhere in that fight. And I, I thought he was a deserved winner by a couple of rounds. Doc will be back. He'll go. He'll learn a lot from that fight. But you can't just presume you're going to bulldoze everyone and walk for everyone. Delighted for Jack Cullen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he took that fight. You know, he's supposed to fight Jamie Cox. Then he was given Jack Cullen. He said yes. He said yes. He's taken his chance after chance. Was probably quite fortunate in the Chelly fight at fight camp. Great fight with Felix Cash. He's always in great fights on Sky. And now it looks like he's going to get a shot at the British title. So, you know, well done, Steve Wood. Well done, Jack Cullen. You're part of the family. And Doc, you'll be back, don't worry, uh, for a big 2021.
in recent times, no fighter's perhaps been more unlucky than Cash Farouk, but a punch, perfect performance from him really on his Really good. Day. And, you know, you only have to look at social media, fighters, ex-fighters, talking about how highly they rate Cash Farouk. Aviles was really tough, you know, and I thought the 10 rounds for Cash was great. Another guy got to work on his confidence a little bit. And it was so good to see Lee McGregor call out that fight because that is the fight. You know, we love going to Scotland and we haven't had a fight big enough for a long time to fill the hydro. That can do it. So one more win maybe for Cash because I know McGregor's fighting Gurphy. Hopefully he wins and then we get a monster fight on as well. And just a quick word on Thomas Whittaker. He kicked the show off with a Good win. performance. Yeah. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Thank you very much for a game performance. You look real good, and all of a sudden, what happened? This is boxing. Um, I obviously got caught with a shot I didn't see, and uh, the referee waved it off. You know, I've never that's never happened to me before, but. I've always said if I'm in a fight and I'm going to lose, you know, I'm going to go out on my shield. And, you know, the referee obviously seen that I couldn't continue, so the fight is over, you know. So I don't like to lose on an injury and stuff like that. You know, if I'm going to lose, then I'd rather lose out of my shield, you know, the better man won tonight. Tell you, you've been in there with the best in the world. You've been in there with the very best of the welterweight division. You've been in with Spence, Triple G, Sean Porter. What was different, or was anything different, about Terence Crawford? You know, every, every, you know, I can't, even though I've been beat by him, I can't sit here now and say, Spence, like, he'd beat Spence, he'd beat Porter, because Styles make fights, you know. Um, but one thing he has got, he has got good distance, and he's got good, he's got, he's got fast stands, obviously, and he's got a good eye, you know, to, uh, to land a shot, you know. So it'd be very interesting, you know, he's definitely... You know, because that's never, never in my career. Nobody's ever done that to me in sparring or anything, you know. So, obviously, it's a different way I was gloves on. But it was, it was one of them, you know, I got caught with a shot I didn't see. And, uh, you know, the fight's over. I'm gutted, you know, because I am. Nobody no, no, nobody could have got me in a be better condition. I was bang on the limit on the scale. I felt, I felt great, you know. Um, maybe, I, the, the, you know, the problem would have probably been me. I, I could have been a bit more relaxed and you know, being a bit more loose and let the shots have gone more and then I would have got into my rhythm, believe it or not. But the fight's gone the way it has and, and, and that is that. Look, you look pretty good. You came in in shape, obviously. You faced them both. What's the difference between Errol Spence and Terence Crawford? Uh, they're both really good, you know, even though, you know, I've got nothing against any of them, you know. I couldn't really sit here now and, and say because I've seen that much of boxing. I know that Styles make fights and and uh, they've been brought up the the traditional ways in out of box from you know in America. They know how to they know exactly how to cheat, out of boxing in every in every style. You know, in Britain we're a bit you know behind the time, so you know it's a bit different. But I think that'd be a fun. That, I think that's the fight to make. You know, I can't actually. You know, even though he's, he's, he's stopped me tonight, Terrence, I can't sit here and say he would do that to Spence or he'd beat Spence. You know, it'd be a fight still that everyone needs to see. I understand that, but you're rich in experience and talent, and you saw something in him. You wanted this fight. Yeah. How was it different? What was distinct about his style that you didn't figure on? 
I just think I, just, I think his timing is great, and it, you know, we're looking across, and I, I did have a little bit of success, but I'd, mm -hmm. for some reason, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable to let my hands pop for some reason, you know, and that's what he made me do. You know, I've seen great fighters come out, and I've seen him in different fights, and they're chucking lots of shots, and mm -hmm. I've seen him with certain fighters, and they, and they don't even chuck many shots that round or in the fight because that fighter makes them do that. He obviously made me do that, and you know, we are. He comes out, he stands, everything else. Uh, it's a funny one, it's an odd one, but he's, he's a great talent, I'll tell you. you know, he's obviously a great talent. Kel, thank you. You've always been a great champion, great fighter. Appreciate what you brought tonight. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Rachel Ball for IFL. I'm here with Terry Harper. <laughs> Terry, congratulations. Are you that was. Really yeah, I'm really, really interviewing you. <laughs> it's not even a joke. Like, this is real. This is happening. <laughs> congratulations. That was absolutely amazing. How are you feeling? I'm buzzing. How are you feeling? Um, I'm good. I'm good to go. Tell us about the hand. I'm a bit worried about you. Uh, don't worry, it's just, I can just feel it. Um, obviously, I haven't turned my gloves off yet, but I can't, I, every time I land on my backhand after it falls, it, it just causes me too much pain. and uh, kind of distracted me a bit, so I just got back on jab and moving. And I noticed during the fight, you were moving around the edge of the ring yeah. and being next to the ropes. And for me, as a fight, that was, that's uncomfortable. It's an yeah. uncomfortable place to be. How yeah. do you manage that and being comfortable there? Uh, I, just, I like to keep longer. It just makes me, like, as soon as my back's on ropes, spin off. Not like I did with Tash and just stay there and let us get it. Um, yeah. But I knew, like, I knew I needed to stay away from the backhand, so just moving off to my right. And as soon as I was moving off to my right, I could see, like, she weren't very good. Um, stepping across with me, so that's all I did. Just run circles around her all night. And for me, it was a very, very different fight from the from the Jonas fight. I felt that um, you know you, you obviously had a game plan, and for me, it was working perfectly. Did you feel that you stuck to that game plan? Yeah, hundred percent. The Jonas fight, Andrew's head was gone because of the visor and stuff. A lot we he did wrong. There's a lot I did wrong. Not listening to his instructions in corner. Whereas this time, every time I come back to corner. Obviously, he, he's a second pair of eyes outside the ring. He can see what needs to be done, so just listen to what, what uh, instructions he gave me and just followed him. Mm. And obviously, you're really, really close to Steffi. To be honest, does he ever annoy you sometimes? Well, this week's been a challenge, but no, it's, it's all funny. Like, not funny games, but serious when it needs to be, but it's just it just really makes this journey and these moments more special. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Michaela Meyer is going to be tweeting at the moment? I haven't got a clue. I'm not bothered, to be fair. I'm just going to leave her to it like she's done all week. So, Do you think she's, um, think she's going to be after you again? Well, I'm after her. I'm coming after her now. She's got the belt that I want. So, uh, yeah, I'll just wait for Eddie and Andrew to tell me what's next. Over here or over in the USA? Wherever. Wherever. Ready for it? Yeah. yeah. Wicked, wicked. Well done, Terry. Thank you. Fantastic. You
Thank you. Oh, this is Rachel Ball for IFL, and I'm with Terry Harper. Very good. Very good. Kept it going. Very good. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Kuntasas for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I've still undisputed champion Katie Taylor. Yeah. Uh, absolutely phenomenal performance tonight. Thank you so much, Kugan. Um Frustrated you couldn't get the stoppage though? Yeah, I definitely um, felt like I hurt her numerous times in there, but she was, just, she was very, very tough, um, very, very durable. I knew she was obviously big and strong coming into this fight, but um, she just wouldn't, uh, just wouldn't go away. Um, she was always swinging shots, and she was actually quite dangerous when she was hurt as well. She was, she was quite, very, quite heavy-handed. Um, so I had to be a bit more cautious near the end, but um, I tried my best, obviously, get, to get her out. But I just had to be satisfied with the with the points in the end. I see a few calls from people saying that she could have been pulled out because she just literally took ten rounds of punishment, basically. So she was. Yeah. It seems like she was kind of ever in the fight. So, uh, but credit to her, she stuck it out. Yeah, credit to her as well. She she obviously came to fight. This is a huge opportunity for her. Um, she was obviously the number one contender, the number one mandatory for the WBA. Yeah, she came in here to fight, um, and uh, you know, as as you said, just credit to her. She was as tough as nails, and she was everything put the kitchen sink on her. Just couldn't get her out. You knocked her down at the end of round. I can't remember which round it was now, yeah. but quite close to the end of the round, obviously. Yeah. And it was, it was. I think it was more or less right on the right. on the bell. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, yeah, and then I just couldn't get her out. <laughs> it was a it was a great great knockdown. I felt um, uh, and obviously she had a, the the home and the break that obviously recovered from that as well. Um, at times I was really punching myself out. <laughs> I was uh, so determined to actually get her out, but um, she was obviously big big and strong and you know, fair play to her. You've been obviously very active over the last four months. Uh, see back to back camps for yourself mm -hmm. after the. The PS2 rematch, but is it time for just a little bit of break over Christmas now? And yeah, definitely. Um, I was I was obviously joking saying that I would fight every month if I could. I really would fight every month if I could, but it's obviously not obviously not the smartest move. Um, I'm gonna go home and just take a few weeks off and try and recover. It's been a very very busy year. I feel like the whole year has been a big long train. I can't too quiet on us. Um, I obviously started training in January for a fight that was supposed to happen in May, and due to the pandemic. Um, it kept getting postponed, but I was pretty much training since January uh, this year, so it has been a long year. Um, it's been a great year, but a long year, so yeah, I'm looking forward to having a few weeks off. Eddie Hearn said to me tonight that you've got another 10 fights left in you. At least. Yeah? yeah. Is that the way you look at that, 10 fights? Yeah, I think I have at least. I, I don't try, I, I don't want to buy limits on, on what I can do, but um, I'm definitely not slowing down, that's for sure. I've got plenty of years left in me. 
Um, I'm not sure how many years I have left, but I'll know when the right time is for me to step out of the ring. But right now, I'm I'm as strong as ever. I know over the last sort of year or so, you was kind of not so so to speak your list, but there was a kind of a list that of mm. fighters that I mean I've spoken to your manager about before that yeah. kind of a hit list of fighters that you definitely want to fight before mm. before kind of you you yeah. finish in boxing. So. Do those names that we always talk about today still remain the same? I think so. What names were you talking before? <laughs> um, uh, Chrissy Cyborg. Yeah, yeah Chris Cyborg um, has, is a name that's been talked about a lot over the last few months. Obviously, Amanda Serrano, if she if she's willing to, to step into the ring, uh, the winner of um, McCaskill and Breakhouse, yeah, yeah, is obviously a huge fight as well. There's there's no shortage of fights out there for me. They're all huge fights and. Um, and yeah, I'm ready and willing to step and drink with one of those girls. There's girls here as well in Chantel Cameron. Yeah, exactly. And Jonas as well. Exactly, Chantel Cameron, uh, Natasha Jonas. Um, I'll get around to, to all of them eventually. I obviously can't fight everyone at the same time, but um, I will fight and fight them all. And, um, and please God, I'll beat them all as well. We've had obviously Savannah Marshall become world champion uh, as well. And obviously Chantel Cameron and... Tonight, Terry Harper was very impressive. Yeah. Rachel Ball fighting for an interim title. It's, it's never been in a better place. Oh, it's amazing. Um, when would you see this? Like three, three world title fights in one night. Was the Rachel Ball a world title fight in the end? Yeah, it wasn't the full title. She because yeah. um, the girl missed the weight, yeah, so she yeah. fought for the interim WBC right, title. Yeah, but you know, I, I never thought I'd see this day where you're, you actually have three world female world title fights in one card. Women's boxing is on fire right now, and. Um, yeah, but just I, I'm so grateful for myself to Eddie for for giving us this platform. He took a chance with me four years ago, and here we are. And uh, you know, it, it's been an amazing four years. And um, look how far as that women's boxing has actually come over the last few years. It's amazing. That DM that we saw. I know how embarrassing is that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it was almost like, "Hi, my name's Katie." By Please the way, sign me. <laughs> yeah. But look, in that kind of short space of time, look what's happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, and really, Eddie. Did genuinely take a risk. Uh, we he didn't know how how this was all gonna pan out for him, um, and here we are. Women's boxing is is actually making so much noise right now. It's the female fighters who are household names in the in the country right now, and it's incredible. I think you give her too much credit. I think anyone could have promoted you; still <laughs> would have been the same. I think so. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> um, I know you hate doing interviews, so I'm going to leave you yeah. now. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to add, Katie? Uh, no, uh, nothing else, Coogan. Um, thanks so much for all the support. I, I, I have nothing else to say, really. No yeah, problem. Yeah. Can I have a rest and yeah. have a good Christmas as well. Thanks a lot, Coogan. You too. All right. Thank yeah, you very Christmas. much. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
Coogan Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global. Hi, son. Hi, son. How you doing? How you doing? Good. Very good, thank you. Yeah? Okay. Assessment of the night. Brilliant night. Brilliant night. Uh, where do we start? Great Facebook fight. Thomas Whittaker Hart and Jermaine Springer. Really good eight rounds. Uh, perfect fight for Thomas Whittaker Hart. Thought Springer done really well as well. Deserved the win, Thomas. And then Cash Farouk, which everybody was just loving on social media. It was a great performance. Thought the other kid was tough as nails, Aviles. Um, I really believe he can go on and, and certainly challenge for world championships. So pleasing to see Lee McGregor tweet and say, let me win the European title and let's do the rematch. Because you know, everyone's got their opinion on who won that fight. I won't, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. But he wants to do it again, which is great news because that's the kind of fight that can fill the hydro once crowds are back. So we'll probably one more fight for cash let McGregor fight Gurphy, then straight in for that at the Hydro, and we can do a big Scottish show again. So that'd be great. Uh, Cullen, Doherty, what a fight. I mean, fair play to Jack Cullen. You know, I expected Jock Col uh, Jock John Doherty uh, to beat him tonight. I thought he started really well, obviously got the knockdown in the first round. Just run out of ideas a little bit, run out of engine. I thought Jack Cullen, his confidence just kept growing and growing and growing. And I thought it was a brilliant performance by him. Really, really good and, and a deserved winner. I thought he won it by a couple of rounds. The doc will be back, you know, learn so much from that fight, but a massive win for Cullen. Well done to Rachel Ball, good fight. Griani, some people thought Griani won that fight. She came up to me in the corridor, actually. She went, what? I, I thought Rachel Ball won that fight comfortably, but um, good performance. And we looked to make the fights with Shannon Courtney or Ebony Bridges What's as well. What's more likely from them two? Uh, I don't know, it depends on when Ebony Bridges would be ready because I want to make Shannon Courtney for the world title again. I want to make the rematch between those two and it will be early next year so maybe for, for Bridges that, as the winner. that WBA title? That yeah, no, the WBA bantamweight, bantamweight title. Yeah. yeah. So, um, And I thought Terry Harper was absolutely brilliant. Brilliant performance. I mean, strong, powerful. You know, that division is just unbelievable. Obviously, we've signed Troy, we've signed Hamaduchi. And I made no secret, I want an undisputed champion in every division in women's boxing. Because that's what we always dream of in men's boxing, right? But we've actually got the ability to do it in women's boxing. I thought Terry Harper was fantastic. And I think it will be Choi next, Hamaduchi next, even Michaela Meyer next yeah, as well. Yeah, she's been obviously very vocal, but yeah, tonight yeah. as well she's... Yeah, listen, I'd love to do... You know, um, we've, we've got all the champions at 130, apart from Michaela Meyer. So we are happy to talk to top rank, make any fight with any of the champions that, that we can, and the other two can unify. You know, if uh, Michaela fights uh, Terry next, then Choi should fight Hamaduchi, and vice versa. They should be the two semi-finals, and we should go straight into the undisputed fight. Um, and I thought Katie Taylor was absolutely sensational. One of the best performances I've seen from her in terms of her feet, back to sharpness, her movement, her punch selection, her inside work, her body work. Um, Gutierrez was absolutely tough as nails. Limited on the outside, but when under fire and trading, dangerous. She could punch. Katie said she felt how strong she was. Um, but just Katie, just too good. Too good. And, and, you know, the greatest to ever do it in women's boxing, ever. And she's 17 fights in. She's got another 10 fights, whatever to go. Now she's going to go through, you know, well, oh. now she's going to go through, you know, existing champions, up and coming champions. She will not duck anyone. There isn't one person that she wouldn't fight. Uh, and the list is huge. Who's likely for her next? Um, we like the winner of Brackhouse McCaskill. 
you know, it's the undisputed welterweight championship. Um, of course, there are talks with Bellator and Scott Croker about um, Cyborg, which is a big crossover fight. You know, that's that's a major fight. I think the Chantel Cameron fight is fantastic. Chantel Cameron's going to unify uh, in January, and I would like to see Chantel Cameron become undisputed. But I think a lot of people as well would like to see Chantel Cameron fight Katie Taylor. Natasha Jonas up there. Terry Harper moving up to fight Katie Taylor. Serrano is still a fight if she ever decides she wants to fight. So the great thing about Katie is you could say any one of those names and it's not even a, it's not even a question. It's just no problem. What, so, did you, what did you make of Heather Hardy's comments recently about, towards you? I didn't really understand it. I mean, what I said was that every fight, you know, when you talk about pay of a fight, it, everything is down to the commercial value of the fight. It's almost nothing to do with men and women. If a fight is worth X, it's worth X. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. That's what I said. You know, in the men's game, every fight is worth a diff has different value. Every purse is different. What, what do you think? Everyone gets paid the same. It doesn't work like that. So, you know, Rachel Ball got paid tonight and Katie Taylor got, I don't know, 20 times more. Because she's headlining the car. She's a global star, you know? I think, and, and, and what Heather Hardy said was, well, that's your fault because you need to promote it more and raise the commercial value of women's boxing. Fuck me, I can't do any more than I've done. I mean, I just, I don't know what else to do, but I just think where we've come, I mean, she said that she got paid 7,000 for fighting for the world titles. I know what I paid Heather Hardy for her two fights with us, and it was a hell of a lot more than that. So I think the purses are going through the roof, but we are playing catch up. So what I'm saying is, I'm trying, I'm trying. I can't do any more than we're doing. So, you know, listen, you can't keep everybody happy, can you? Well, no, not really. And she obviously hasn't been paid properly in, you know, throughout her career. But by the way, she is part of that, no disrespect, that slightly older era that were, you know, women's boxing. She was fighting, I think the, the fight she probably talks about, because Lou says it all the time, is when she boxed um, the first fight that she had with, I can't remember her name. Uh, and she sold a load of tickets in, in New York and she got whatever. But like I said, I know what I paid Lou Bella for her two fights and, you know, but we've got a long way to go. Mm. It's not perfect and women do deserve more money, but we're trying. Um, right, well, attention obviously spans to next week. Mm -hmm. uh, Conor Ben and yep. Formella and a little bit of a heavyweight yes. mix yes. going good, on. Yes, good card there. next week and a massive test for Conor Ben. So, fingers crossed he comes through and uh, roll on next week. I will ask you, Eddie, about obviously Kelbrook's Yeah, of course. Terence Listen, you know, people, I get a few tweets. Oh, why haven't you been pushing the Brook fights? I'm not involved with the Brook fight. I've got this. But of course I wish him all the best. He looks fantastic on the scales. Listen, he's fighting, in my opinion, pound for pound top three in Terence Crawford. But Kel Brook's a brilliant fighter. You know, I don't believe he is in his prime like he was when he boxed Porter, but he's trained his nuts off for this. And when Kel Brook is on it, he's on it. You know, if you can keep him in the gym and you can keep, he's trained for a long period of time. So he's made the weight, you know, we know. I'm sure it was tough for him, but he looks fantastic. I hope he goes and wins. Okay. Is there a chance you still could work together in the future? Yeah, of course. You know, listen. But who knows what the future holds? All I know is I'm not involved in this fight, so you can't expect me to air it, push it, promote it. You know. So, but of course I want him to win. I've known Kelbrook for eight years. We've had brilliant times, and you know, I, I hope I wake up in the morning and 
check and it says Brooke is the new world champion. I really do. Mm. Just one more thing, Dillian White, uh, his comments about Povetkin and... Oh, not having COVID. Yeah, I think, but every time someone gets injured, every fighter says, same with uh, Ryan Garcia and Golden Boy, they don't believe Luke Campbell had COVID. It's like, of course he did. And, I, and Povetkin did as well. Povetkin was in hospital. Mm. So, you know, I think Dillian's just frustrated, but, you know, January 30th, soon come. When do you want to announce that date? Uh, I think firstly you get need the to, clear from yeah I mean he's out of hospital he's back training still a long way to go till that date but you know I reckon in the next two weeks you get the all clear to say yeah all good okay um, Eddie Hearn thank you very much and uh, roll on next week cheers mate is your debt causing you sleepless nights knock your debt out with debt KO and your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night Debt KO, free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free, impartial advice on all your debt. Razavani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, just as it says in O'Hara Davis's T-shirt. With me, I've got O'Hara Davis himself on this Sunday morning. O'Hara, what's happening? Um, not much, all good. You know, I had to be up early. Um, I've got to go run, you know, my four a few weeks ago, but we back into hard work dedication. Uh, how's life? I know we've spoken once or twice since you won the Golden Contract, mm-hmm. but you are Mr. Golden Contract, you know, the first mm-hmm. man to ever win it. Uh, I've seen you've got your new WBC strap as well that arrived not long ago as well. But how's life living like a champ? <laughs> uh, life's good. You know, I had a few weeks off enjoying life, enjoying all the things that I missed out during camp. But after the two-week mark, it was right back to the gym. So I'm back running, sparring every now and again, doing my hill sprints. So, um, you know, I- I'm not champion until I'm at the top. Ohara, I want to just get your reaction. Obviously, last night was a big fight. Uh, Terence Crawford, mm-hmm. regarded as one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world, uh, mm-hmm. took on mm-hmm. fellow Brit, our fellow Brit, Kel Brook, uh, mm-hmm. who stepped up. Kel looked in amazing shape. We saw the pictures going around, absolutely mm-hmm. ripped and shredded. And, and everyone was saying he's been working through the whole lockdown, not just this lockdown, mm-hmm. but the previous lockdown that we were mm-hmm. in, lockdown one. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was your reaction to uh, getting knocked out uh, in the fourth round? That's what was expected by me anyway. I see everyone wishing Kelbrook luck, hoping he wins, but it's all about being realistic. When you look at the last few fights he's had, and you look at the past few fights that Fink's had, Terence Crawford's had, we know Terence Crawford's top five, pound for pound. Kelbrook's coming off a few losses here and there, ups and downs, and I, and I think it was a bit, I think Kelbrook shouldn't have taken this fight. I don't know, who advised him to take this fight? But you know what they say, sometimes fighters get too brave for their own good. And I feel like in this Kel Brook situation, that's what happens. I feel like he just got a bit too brave for his own good. You know, taking the Golovkin fight, Edward Spence fight, you know, these are fights that he shouldn't have taken. And, I'm, you know, you've got, to, like, you've got to sit down and think, who's your advisor? I love Kel Brook. He's a great fighter, but 
a few a few choices that he's made with the fights that he's taken when uh, and also when he's taken them in this game i feel like it's all about timing it's all about timing time your fights right Joe Brook didn't need to take this fight but he took it because he wanted to and he's a bit too brave for his own good was he up against it from the beginning we know he split with dominic ingle uh well mm. dominic wasn't there for this fight. Um, mm. We know Eddie Hearn had nothing to do with this fight. Mm. He kind of went in alone, made the deal with his himself, his father, and his little. I think he got a small team around him. Mm. Uh, went in, made the fight. Was he up against it from the very beginning? He was one. He was one hundred percent. Like you can't leave your coach, your promoter, get a whole new team, and then go in against one of the pound for pound best and expect to even have a chance. You have to get accustomed to your new team, accustomed to fighting out in the States, accustomed to fighting on a show that's a non-matching show. Um, I feel like Eddie Hearn abandoned Kell Brook. I feel like Eddie Hearn kind of abandoned him. You know, I've been I looking over social media. Before the fight, Eddie Hearn didn't even wish him good luck. Eddie Hearn couldn't even wish him good luck. Yeah, we all know what happened. Eddie Hearn freaked Kell Brook under the bus and they split. Kell Brook went his own way. But you've been friends for all these years. Like You've been friends for about eight, nine years now. He made Eddie Hearn so much money. He sold out so many matching shows. And he saved Eddie Hearn's ass on that Glovkin card. He didn't, he didn't have to take the fight. He took the fight because he thought, you know what? I want to save Eddie's ass because Eddie's my friend. But in this game, your boxing promoter is not your friend. And as soon as Kel Brook is in, in a position where he's making Eddie Hearn any money, Eddie Hearn's like, goodbye. He didn't even watch the fight because I saw a certain interview where Eddie said, I hope that I wake up tomorrow morning and I look online and I see Kell Brook become world champion, which means Eddie Hearn said, I ain't even going to watch the fight. As long as Kell Brook is not benefiting me financially, as long as he's not going to be fighting on a matching show, I don't give a toss about this guy, even though I've been working with him for eight years. And that shows you there ain't no friendship. And I feel like this is a lesson for all these other guys up and coming up-and-coming boxers, when your promoter likes to act like your friend and Eddie Hearn takes you out for a drink and he's having a laugh with you and you're talking about jokes, don't get it twisted. The second you get your ass whooped and you're not valuable no more, listen, you're gone. You are gone. Where does Kel go from here? I don't know. People call it a potential cash-out fight, a potential retirement fight. Uh, realistically, where does he go from here? One thing I don't want to see is Kelbrook become a gatekeeper. That's one. That's what I don't want to see because Kelbrook is a top contender. But you have to look at all the damage that he's taken throughout his last few fights. He's taken a hell of a lot of damage, the ups and downs. I don't know, probably a cash-out fight. Or maybe he can still be a contender. I want to see him face Amir Khan. That's a fight that everyone's been asking for for years. And I feel like that fight... Wouldn't, I feel like it wouldn't sell as much now as it would have a few years ago, but it would still sell. And the fight that everyone wants to see is the fight that I really want to see. And I feel like they both owe that to the boxing fans. Kel Brook and Amir Khan, they need to get this fight on because they owe it to boxing. They owe it. They can't leave this game without that fight happening because then they're always going to look back and, and then think, maybe I should have just had that fight. Maybe I should have had that fight. So... I think that's what's next for Kelbrook. And a quick word uh, on, on Terence Crawford. Regarded as, as you said, one of the best fighters in the world, uh, continues to prove that he is one of the best fighters in the world. Um, where is he for you? Number one, number two, number three, where is he on that list for you? 
to be honest, I've got so many fighters I'll put at the, at the number one spot. That's why I don't want to put number one, number two, number three. I say Terrence Crawford mm. is number one, Canelo Alvarez number one. Um, you know, I've got a few people that I'll, that I'll all put number one. Usyk could be number one as well. Um, Tank Davis number one. They're all number one. There ain't no number one, two, three, four, five. Because when you start saying one, two, three, four, five, then they start getting a bit offended, thinking, "Ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I should be passing." Like, no, they're all at the number one spot. As far as I'm concerned, do you feel sorry in a way for Terence? I know Terence has been chasing those the welterweights. Mm. Most of them are with PVC and Al Heyman. Mm. Um, he's getting what he's 33, 34 years old now. He's not far away from retiring. He's got maybe a few mm. fights left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, those fights are not happening. The Sean Porters, the Keith Thurmans, the Errol Spencers, mm-hmm. those big fights. What does he need to do to make those fights? Does he need to leave Bob Arrowman and go to the other side of the road, as they say in the states? You know what they say, it's all politics in boxing. It's all like it's all politics. One boxing promoter doesn't want your fight to face a box a boxer from another boxing promoter, or if not, it's gonna be on it has to be on our show and they're saying no, it has to be on our show. It's all politics and that's what messes up boxing. And I feel like a lot of fighters are not getting the fights that they should get because of who they're signed to. And I'm 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 not sure if that's the case with Terence Crawford, but it could be the case. I think Barbarum, I think that Barbarum is an amazing promoter. But then again, politics is what messes up this game. And I feel like boxing promoters, I feel like Kelbrook, I mean, I feel like Crawford doesn't need to leave Barbarum, but Barbarum needs to start working with these other boxing promoters and they and they all need to sit down and get their heads right, get their heads straight because they're because they're really messing up for the boxing fans. The boxing fans want these fights and they don't want to make these fights happen because Oh, it's gonna be on his show. It's gonna be on his show. Like, grow the fuck up, man. Make the fight happen. You got money. Make the fight happen. Alright, I'll end on this. Uh, where can the fans see you next? What is the plan? Is it twenty twenty one? Definitely twenty twenty one. I've got to sit down with MTK. I've got to speak to MTK. Find out what's next. Shout out MTK Global, the best management in the business. Um, yeah, so I've got to sit down with MTK and I've got to see what's next. But as of now, I've just been enjoying my time off back in the gym, having fun. I mean, I'm in the gym and I'm having fun. Before, like in camp, I'm not having fun in the gym. Now I want to have fun. I'd want to talk about when I'm fighting next, who I'm fighting next, how much I'm getting in my next fight, all that politics, all that business bullshit. I want to talk about that. I just want to enjoy life like I'm doing now. And I'm the happiest I've been right now. O'Hara Davis, IFL TV, thank you very much. Thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.